Hey, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ayo on my podcast after I was on his a couple months ago. But he has an amazing story of breaking into cybersecurity himself, and I wanted to share that with everyone. But before we get there, um, follow myself, follow him on LinkedIn. If you're joining us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification button. And if you're listening after the fact, give us 10 stars or five if you can um, on any of your podcast providers and share it with your friends and family because we really need more people in cybersecurity and from all sorts of backgrounds. And that's why we love to highlight individuals from all sorts of backgrounds to show you that you do, yes, have a place in cybersecurity. You just don't know it yet. So with that, um, Ayo, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, where were you before cyber and why cyber? Yeah. Uh, first off, thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Um, so, yeah, my path into cyber started after I graduated from uh, high school. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and it was a bit rushed because uh, in Canada, you you really have to be specific with, with what classes you take because mm -hmm. certain programs have pre prerequisites of high school courses. Uh, very strange. I don't really like it as much, but it, it's very different from the U.S. where you're, you're graded on your um, SAT scores and um, high school GPA. And you can take maybe uh, advanced courses, AP courses, right, to get college credit. But in Canada, if you don't take certain high school courses, you can't go to certain degree programs, um, which makes you really think about what you want to do way earlier uh, than you, I think you really need to. Um, so come my senior year, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I thought I wanted to do accounting. Uh, I thought I wanted to do... Um, I didn't really know. Uh, I enrolled in a trades program. I wanted to be a truck mechanic um, just because of the demand uh, mm -hmm. in trucking and, and just the, the really low supply of, uh, of, of truck mechanics. Um, and they made decent money at a you know, decent wage. Mm -hmm. And I started that program um, after I graduated. And it was rushed. I remember making the decision and then my mom helping me enroll like the week after and we were late and just rushing in, right? And it's it's kind of unfortunate that I really f didn't take the time to really think about what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. um, and and just put so much pressure on myself so young. Um, after about one semester of that program, I realized it wasn't for me. Um, I realized I wanted to do something different, and um, you know, while I dropped out, I, I was at home and I just stumbled across a uh, article about a hospital getting hacked. And they lost uh, four hundred thousand dollars in revenue in two days. Um, the first question I asked myself was, "How much would they pay to not have that happen?" And that really led me through the rabbit hole of cybersecurity. I started looking at you know certain studies, and um, that was twenty sixteen. So um, they said uh, there'll be a shortage of two million professionals by twenty twenty. Um, yeah. which is when I graduated. So um, what I did was I looked for programs nearby. I looked, I looked for, you know, how can I get into this field? What, what's available to me? And uh, as luck would have it, 
um, there was a program, the, the first cybersecurity degree program in Canada was a 10 minute drive away from me. Um, it's a four year degree program. And I looked at, um, you know, the coursework, I looked at the, um, I looked at what was needed to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also looked at the results that other um, graduates obtained after graduating the program. And I spoke to some on LinkedIn and they seem to have been doing great, working for great companies, um, very well situated. So I realized that this was a well-respected program and um, it was something that I, I think would work well for me. There was one prerequisite. I remember saying how in high school, there's certain courses you have to take to take college and, and, and university level courses. So I had to go back and take one course and I got a conditional offer. So I went back, did a did a high school course, um, got into the program and that's, uh, that's how I got in. Um, and I remember just the fear, but excitement of this program. Uh, it's four and a half years long. So that's four years and an uh, eight month co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how I initially got in. Wow. So that that's a lot like the British system where you have to do uh, either math or science and then you do your A-levels and then you can go to college or university and like kind of pick out what you want to do. So yes. um, let, let's take a minute to address some of the audience that we have here. Um, we have Roy checking in. Okay. Uh, not the wrong day, Roy. This is the right day. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Frank, Frank Ahmed. Um, hey, Folo Folushid. Sorry, Folashade. Uh, sorry. Um, hey, Aaron. Yep, you think they'd pay a lot, Aaron? Right? Um, <laughs> we we all thought that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so. You did this course. What did you get coming out of the course and how did that line up to real life? So what I got coming out was just a, a understanding of the fundamental fundamental technologies in computer mm-hmm. science and um, and uh, cybersecurity. So the first two years of the program was mostly just basic uh, basic IT and computer science, databases, programming. And then the last two years was everything we did in the first two years, but with a bit of cybersecurity sprinkled on top. Uh, so we did forensics, we did um, we did uh, database security, uh, we did ethical hacking, malware. We actually, you know, worked with malware and, and saw how it worked at the assembly level. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I got some work experience too, which was great coming out of the program. Um, so I, I really felt well positioned to start in my career. And um, yeah, I gained I gained a lot of perseverance. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, I, I know I said this before, or I messaged you about this, but I, I don't know if I could go through it again, if, if I were to go back. Like when I look at myself now, I can't, I can't believe I went through it. Um, I struggled deeply in the program. And it, it, I mean, other, other, students could you know have a part-time job i i, I didn't i i couldn't take my eye off the ball or else yeah. i fail the program that's what that was my experience and um i stuck with it uh, i struggled through it and i and i learned a lot about myself um about you know it's one day at a time one course at a time one test at a time 
um, success is gained in the moment. So um, I learned that, okay, I can sit down, I can spend two hours studying and I'll give it my best. And then tomorrow I'll do the same thing. I don't have to worry about, you know, the final exam already. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm in first year. I don't have to worry about fourth year. I just got to worry about what's in front of me, what the teacher said on the class at class on Monday, understand that and then move forward. So I learned to really, I learned about patience. I learned about taking things one step at a time. Um, but what I didn't understand was the real world. What I didn't understand was soft skills and um, interviewing and um, really uh, the practical side of cybersecurity yeah. when applied to, to business issues. So, so how did so you came out of college? Um, what was your first job like? Did you go straight into cyber, or did you have to start in help desk? Yeah, so I did help desk while in college. So I did a okay. lot of jobs in college. So I did, I I, I was doing uh, help desk was my first internship after my first year, I believe, okay. or second or second year. And then I, I had a, a few internships being a, an IT technical analyst, um, as well as a network and system administrator okay. uh, intern as well. My first job outside of uh, college was at Deloitte as a security system specialist. So I worked with uh, maintaining and configuring Seam, mm -hmm. specifically logarithm. Um, and, and that was my, my first position. Um, and there, there are a few options. I had a few interviews, but I, I ultimately went with Deloitte just because of the, the breadth of experience that I, I felt I would gain and just the, the level of uh, expertise so many of the members of, on the team have. I thought I'd learn a lot. Let's kind of take a step back before you get that role. Um, so you're out of college. You had a couple IT jobs. What was it like applying to get that first cyber role? Were you getting a lot of denials? Were you getting? Um, did you apply to a hundred jobs? Like, what was what was your journey into it? Yeah. So I um, initially I had an offer from an internship I did before, but it was rescinded because of the pandemic. So up until graduation, I was coasting. I was like, I have a job set up for me. I'm not really like, it was great. Other other uh, classmates had the same thing, right? They weren't <laughs> stressing at all. Uh, I lost that. I lost another job that I applied for in August. I, I graduated August. So this mm -hmm. I've been interviewing for this position since May and I got it. And then they never got back to me after I accepted the offer. So I was stressing out. Um, and I was very strategic with how I I applied for jobs. It wasn't difficult for me. I applied to 20 jobs. I got four interviews. I got two job offers. That was my experience. Uh, but I also applied to like five jobs a week. I also talked okay. to three. I, I also tried to reach out to three people per job posting. Um, okay, yeah. let's talk about that. So yeah. um, five jobs per week, three yeah. people per job posting. How did you find those people? Yeah, so I got LinkedIn Premium. Okay. And I I worked on my LinkedIn. My LinkedIn was my pamphlet. My LinkedIn was my marketing. It's my marketing page, basically. It's about me. I have, a, I have my headline. So my headline was was really targeted. Um, cybersecurity graduate uh, looking for full-time work within cybersecurity. Um, I, you know, I let everybody, everybody knew I was ready to work. If you looked at my profile, I'm ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I made that very clear. Um, I also, uh, I made a spreadsheet. I made a spreadsheet. I tracked everything. Um, I treated applying to jobs like a job. So mm-hmm. on on one day, and, and I would I, I would never like, I wouldn't apply to jobs randomly. Like I started doing that a bit, but no, I, I kind of had to take take a step back because what would happen is you'd get a phone call, um, and then have to interview for a job that you just apl- that you randomly applied to, and and you'd get beaten out by someone like me who was targeted come interview time because mm-hmm. I remembered I applied. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, five jobs per week. And on the Excel sheet, I'd have the the date, I'd have uh, the company, the position, and then mm-hmm. I'd go on LinkedIn and find three people, three to four people that I believe might know about the position, mm-hmm. I believe might benefit from having somebody that's like, might benefit from uh, the company finding a great person for this position. Mm-hmm. And um, it was twofold, it was informational because I wanna know about the company um so how's your experience working there i'm applying for this role um and also uh, is there anything i can do to better position myself for this opportunity what are they looking for do you know what what, what would they be looking for so that would give me a leg up one way in that if someone else applied and got the interview and i got it i kind of know what to say a bit better because mm-hmm. someone told me hey they're looking for this because the the job list, the, the the job description is a lot, but nine times out of ten, there are a few specific things they want to have, right? And the rest are just you know great add-ons. Um, and the second thing about it is that I'd be able to develop relationships with people uh, as well, mm-hmm. right? So let's say I didn't get the job, I'd always they, they could always keep me in mind, and I can still follow up with them later, right? Um, they might go to another company and and remember me. Um, so you never know. It, it always comes back around. So I would expand my network. I would n- know about these companies, right? Because sometimes it's like, uh, from what I'm hearing, this might not be a great fit for me. From what you're saying, it might not be be a great fit. Um, and it really helped me. I'd go to a ton of networking events. Tons virtually? of networking events. Virtually? virtually or, okay. Virtu- yeah, virtually at the time. Tons of networking events. And my school had had networking events set up for us. I do got to say it made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I got a few of the interviews. Um, so I'd set up, I'd go to networking events online a lot. Um, but I'll keep track of everything. I'll keep track of who responded to me. I'll keep track of who didn't. I'll keep track of the last time we spoke. I'll, I'll keep track of what we said the last time mm-hmm. we spoke. Uh, so I was very structured in that approach. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. Well, let's address some of the the, the comments that we're getting um roy says great message great story really needed to hear this today roy i'm glad that's a a booster for you um derek we we might talk about how to get your first job but i think some of the the tips he's dropping right here can help you ethically hack your way into a into a first job um using his approach uh alex asked Four interviews after 20 applications, those odds are fantastic. I'm curious, what roles you had up to that point, or was it just a help desk? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I ate mud for the first four years of my program. So I scraped by getting um, an internship for one month as a help desk analyst for, for a company here. My second year, um, I got 
it, we had co-op in our program. So I had eight months of work experience total, uh, four months as an IT technical analyst. I was doing security work as well as uh, you know system administration work and as well as help desk. And then um, the other role was as a uh, networking system administrator uh, co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of certifications. I, I got my CCNA. I got ICA. PM. I got, uh, I think when I applied, I got Splunk as well. I had that. Um, I also enrolled in the Canadian Armed Forces as a private recruit, as an information system security specialist. So I loaded my resume up before I graduated with as much things as possible. Um, And it it worked out well. I think that's a main reason why I had the success I had. Wow. Um, Fola asked, uh, do you think a strong technical background is a core requirement for anyone entering the space? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a core requirement, but it helps Um, just because uh, I look at it as supply demand. The supply of technical security knowledge and the demand are just, it's night and day, right? So it helps. Um, It is a, a long learning curve, though, and I would just say to to start and see what technologies you'd you'd want to work around at least. But um, yeah, this conversation it 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 can go both ways, right? I, I would go into the field with some cybersecurity knowledge at least personally, um, and I, I have done it, and it's helped me a lot. It's helped fast track my my success, um, even into non technical roles, right? Um, but I, I would. I would try to at least look into the the, the technical aspects of cybersecurity, even at a, a a service level. It really helps, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I'd tack on to that uh, and say that you don't have to have like a certification, but it's helpful. If you are using the approach that um, AO is using and doing networking and doing using that approach, then they can speak to your technical knowledge, your your passion for the industry, even though you, you don't have the certification and kind of take that approach first versus going out and getting like a degree, a cert, um, everything. If you could speak to all that, you don't need the paper for it because they already see that you have it. Um, so I just want to jump in there and, and say that. Um, of course. And I, I know... Ao also has a podcast um, like this. So Ao, t- tell the folks about your, your your podcast and what you learned from that. Yeah, so my my podcast is titled "Get Hired in Cybersecurity." Um, I had Chris on. Go check out that episode, please. Um, and yeah, I started it last year, August, um, and that was about a year after I had a year of experience in the field. And um, I learned a lot from it. I, I learned that there's many ways to get into cyber. I learned that there's many different experiences. Um, I learned that, um, you know, I had talked to a lot of recruiters and I got a lot of knowledge about what's happening in the industry uh, from a business perspective as well as from uh, a recruit perspective as well. Um, what are some things that stick out for for uh, candidates, right? Resume-wise or behavioral things during the interview. Uh, what do businesses need right now? What are they struggling with? Um, I also got um, one, one great story that I'll never forget is someone who literally started their own company and you know, basically uh, did cybersecurity consulting freelance 
and use that to gain a job. I, I could not believe it. That was today one of my most memorable uh, podcasts because, I mean, he just knocked on doors and said, hey, I'll do an assessment or I can help you with this. Just give me a good review and, and I can use you as a reference. And, and he was able to land a role in cybersecurity just doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things that we tell folks that come on to the podcast. Oh, I have no experience. Okay, you don't have any excuse for that. I mean, you could go out, you could volunteer, you could talk to your church, you could talk to the local YMCA, they need help with it. Um, There's lots of ways to volunteer or like just say, hey, I I might not be your A-level consulting company, but I can help you sort out your website. I can help you secure that down and get your job freelancing like that. So definitely an approach that you can use. Uh, It's a little bit harder boots on the ground, but you learn a lot when you help those small businesses, especially when you think about how those people, how how small businesses think, because security is the last thing on their mind. So you have to show them how security can help, help them. Definitely. Um, so for, for you, how do you keep up with your career? How do you keep on top of things? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I think really, uh, I think networking is number one. Talking to people has been probably the number one um, thing that's helped me in my career so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I transitioned actually from my technical role over to sales. And okay. that's new for me because I'm in a brand new type of position um where i need to learn a lot more and to learn about the the business side of things so i'm kind of going through what i went through again uh with with business and and um finance and, and learning how a cybersecurity fits in the business and, and speaking to, to the you know c-level executives and and people who make the buying decisions right Mm-hmm. Uh, before I was really on the ground and, and working. So I never really heard heard about those discussions or participated in those discussions. But now I'm doing um, presentations, um, introductions, pricing, um, you know, p- timelines of, okay, when is this going to start? So it's it's really interesting. And I think it's just always learning and speaking to people, getting their experiences. That, that helps a ton for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and you know, it's up. It's ups and downs, right? It's never perfect. Sometimes you you're you're not really as confident, but it's a, like I said before with how I got through my program. It's a day by day thing. It's one day at a time. Um, so, what made you switch over to sales? Um, I wanted to. Income was a big big thing for me, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's a risk there, right? Because if you don't make sales, you might not. Um, at the company any longer but um i like the entrepreneurial aspect of it and you know if you make more sales you can make more money mm-hmm. um so there was a motivating factor uh behind the work right the better you do the more you get um which is great and i'm not saying that doesn't happen um in other roles but i i love that aspect of sales yeah um i feel I'll, i'm more of a people person uh i feel i'm more of a facilitator i feel i'm more able to to speak to business problems um, and really guide things along, right? So I wanted to take that risk. Um, and it's not like I was a hundred percent sure, but I was seventy percent sure, which was enough for me to take the take the jump. Right. Um, so I'm still I'm still learning, and uh, I wanted to change. I wanted to change. I felt like it was a 
more in my career path. I'm I'm very interested about how the business of cyber is developing as well. It's it's so interesting to me. Um, there's always uh, different client needs, and it's a fast moving market. There's so many players now, um, and it's not. I, I feel on the business side, it changes so quickly um, with so many different technologies, and um, companies are so interested in in different tools to automate their cybersecurity, but also make it more robust, especially when there's so many different domains mm-hmm. and the, the threat landscape is so segmented mm-hmm. to some degree. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, I was going to ask you this question earlier, and I, I I forgot to, but in your, your methodical planning out of everything, it sounds like you have a database structure in your mind. Was that why you went into to SIM? Uh, I went to Sim because uh, I'll say for the most part, my the the interviews and jobs that I got um, after graduating, the opportunity presented itself and I took it. I wasn't too picky as well because I didn't know anything about cyber in terms mm-hmm. of the practicality of working on on ground. Right. Um, I just knew that you know working for a company like Deloitte would expose me to a lot of different things, and I could I can change within the company like I did to sales, mm-hmm. and um and you know take my time to, to learn things and, and improve. So um, I wasn't specifically interested in anything, really. I just knew that it was an opportunity and I wanted to take it and, and see where it led. Nice. Well, um, this makes sense. I work with public sector and understand the concepts and implemented solutions depend on the concepts, but never had the hands on. I think it will be a journey, but it's not impossible. Um, the certs are expensive, yes. Uh, there's not only the certs, there is the annual maintenance fees and the CPEs that you got to do and document. So think about those before you go out and you get a hundred certs, because now you have potentially a hundred certs that you have to pay for every year. And a lot of people don't think about that. Um, <laughs> we're approaching yeah. the, the, the end of our half hour here with you. What are some of the things that you would share with someone that wanted to to follow in your footsteps, follow your journey, what, what would you recommend that you've learned along the way? Uh, the number one thing is don't quit. Um, I think the number one reason people don't get into cyber is because they quit. I don't think because it's too difficult or because it's too hard. It's it's quitting, as with many things. Um, number two is, is find out how you learn. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So if you learn by reading, that's how I learn by I need a book on whatever I want to learn. That's the best way for me to learn. I don't do videos, just give me a book and I'll make my notes. And that's how I learn. It's never changed. I'm not trying to be different. I'll get my book and I'll read through it. Um, and number three is be be structured. You might not know everything, but at least have some structure to it. So if you're gonna apply to jobs, track, track when you apply, track if you got a response, track things. You gotta see your progress and even if I apply to jobs again, I'll do the same thing. I got to know my my batting rate, right? I got to know, and right now it looks like I'm at 20%. So I trust myself that if I apply for 20 jobs, I'm going to get four interviews, unless that changes. But you got to know your batting rate because if you don't, you you won't you won't know what to change. You won't know when to improve. If you're if you're shooting three, uh, if you're making three field goals for 30 attempts, then you need to you need to go back in the gym and and see what's happening with your shot and, and and then go back again and do another 30 shots, right? Just let's, don't do, yep. Yeah, let's clarify for the audience. Your, your 20 shots, as you called it, 
weren't yeah. tw weren't 20 like random shots you no. research these companies you research the people at these companies talk to them before you even applied so um this is like 20 sniper shots versus yeah. um like just randomly shooting everywhere with an AK-47 exactly. hoping it hits. Exactly. Yeah, perfectly stated. That's, that's exactly what I did. So, like right now, you if if you were to look back at yourself, um, beginning of college, what would you tell yourself? Um, if I were to look back, I would, I would just say keep going. Um, that's one thing. Just keep going, and I just walk away. If I were to go back in time, because back then I was just so um, I was nervous. I wasn't doing too well. So I almost failed some courses. Like it was rough. Um, I, I like every college student. We always dream about money and and uh, you know can't wait to start living on our own or just like just living a certain lifestyle. Right when you start working, um, and I'd say number two would be to be patient. I wish I was a lot more patient because college is over. Right, unless I go back and I wish I enjoyed my friends a lot more. I wish I kind of made a bit more time. I think I was a bit too serious and tried to be, uh, I mean, this is not for everybody, but for me, I think I try to rush to grow up too fast because once you're here and the bills start coming, they, they're, they're never going to go away. So I wish I kind of took my time with that. Nice. So be persistent, but enjoy life along the way. Please. I, I, I love that advice. Uh, so everyone, thank you for joining us live here on Breaking Into Cybersecurity. We go live 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays with our guests. Follow both of us, AO, myself, on LinkedIn. If you're following us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and then the notification button so that you can see us the next time we come up. And for those of you on podcasts, give us a 10-star rating, or if you can only give us five, go ahead um, and share it with all your friends and family. We definitely need more people in the in the industry from a variety of different backgrounds so that we could solve these complex problems. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us and have a great rest of your day. Ayo, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.